This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in Roleplay Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, Jake Myers, the co-host of the Broncos Blitz podcast, and we have Quentin McCarty here as well, hanging in with us today. Thanks for being with us, guys. What's up? What's up? Always. Always. My pleasure. Okay. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Broncos got the Lions this week, and I think a lot of people are looking right past the Lions uh, and the eight points even that the Broncos have to go kind of cover and take care of business. So, you know, you're getting the Lions maybe at the wrong time. I might kind of be thinking, but also um, hard to imagine a loss this weekend because then – <laughs> you know, that's the that's like the walls caving around you a little bit. That's one of those like, what was it all for? We're frauds, all that kind of stuff. When really, it's just part of the game a little bit. Um, the, you're undefeated for three weeks in a row with a tie and uh, and a win. Anybody can be anybody in this league, and I'm not going to disrespect the Lions because they've kind of played some good football. It's easy for the season to get away from you, man. It's like. What what's happened to the Lions a little bit on um, in the sense of how they can't find a way to win a game is a little bit of like the embodiment, the opposite of like our team just starts winning games, like what the Colts have been doing the last four or five weeks. The Dolphins have won like five games in a row. It's like all of a sudden, it's not like, oh, well, what clicked? I'm not sure what clicked, but something happened, and, like, it starts at a certain point. You know, it starts at a certain point for a team. Has that star happened for the Broncos? Is that come up on and and real for the Broncos? Have they turned that corner, Jake? Or are they still, like, in this holding pattern? Are they still, like, all the construction workers are, are there, and they're like, all right, we're here. Where the fuck are we doing this? Let's go. Where are we pouring this shit? You know what I mean? Like, right. that, that, like that, is that what we're doing here? So where the Broncos are at right now, you know, they they had the scaffolding already. They got this this foundation built already, and they're halfway through the project, right? Yeah. Then a, a beam and a just breaks. Uh, this was an that's, accident. That's what happens, you know, halfway through the season. <laughs> you know, every single time you build back up, build back up, something snaps. Is the and, foundation built, though? They just, they just go back. It, uh, it might... Not be yet. I don't think the foundation might. They got solid pieces, but have they cleared the weeds and the dirt and all that to where they're going to build the land? That's all cleared. That's it's all, all cleared. cleared. It's ready for construction. Okay, but they just haven't been able to put it all together yet. You have to have a supervisor, or some kind of uh, owner. Um, what's the project manager guy come in here and literally like, all right, guys, yeah, the GC, we're going to dig right here. Yeah, I the Broncos are past the weeds, everything. They just put too much into certain things, and they know they're not quite there yet. But as far as pieces as players go, they've got good offensive players. My, depending on what you think of the quarterback, I I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's not going to get you past a certain point. The defense is solid. The defense is solid. I don't know if it's because of Vic Fangio or if it's the players. It's but both. It's probably, it probably is both. But – as far as it depends on what you consider foundation. If you consider the coach and the quarterback the foundation, well then no, they don't. Well, have let's a foundation. go. Then what's the foundation of any football team? Offensive line. 
Okay. And, and a defensive line. And defensive line. line. Okay. Trenches. Because I think if you have an offensive line and a defensive line, then your average quarterback can play good ball. Your good quarterback can play great ball. And if you have a defensive line that's presenting a pass rush, well, then you can make it tough on any quarterback um, any week, every week. And, okay, so... Do the Broncos have that? Let's start with the offensive line. Do the Broncos have an offensive line, a real offensive line, formidable? If they're healthy, then kind of. I mean, it's weird. Garrett Bowles is kind of reverting back to Listen, his old ways a little bit. Um, they're not a bad offensive line. No. But to me, they're totally in flux right now because Garrett Bowles is your only sure thing. Glasgow doesn't return, I don't think. And if he does, he comes back like on a veteran's minimum as a rotational guy. Reisner had one too many injuries this year. Um, I don't know if you can upgrade from Cushenberry. I don't know if Miners is a real player. Collectively, Mike Munchak has made these guys formidable and last year really, really good. And they are running the ball uh, pretty well. The run, you know, like the, 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 pa- the, the, the run blocking has been, has been pretty good. The, Protection of the quarterback, I think, has been pretty good too. I know Teddy's taken a couple shots. They even may have even got his bell rung a couple times this season. But I think that's the because he couldn't isn't mobile enough to get himself out of the mess. Pat, pat, pat on the ball, trying to make a play, trying to do something for the team. And um, yeah, as the you quarterback, know. sometimes you have to protect yourself. Uh, Teddy holds the ball too long sometimes, but the Broncos' offensive line is wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Some weeks they're good. Some weeks they look great. And then, like, against Kansas City, they're, they look like they haven't blocked in three years. Now, they got <laughs> two new linemen back, I think, that game, so maybe the continuity was off a little bit. But as far as being a solid line, I think if they do get some continuity, that they, they're pretty solid. Yeah, and all I, all I know about Quinn Miners, you know, the gut, um, the belly – you know, on that angry run, you know he was he was featured on angry I, runs with Mike Boone. Uh, God damn, uh, he was he was yeah. he was uh, he got a head nasty. head of steam. He's nasty. I did. Nobody would want to get in front of that. Okay, so let's move to the defensive line. What do we think about the Broncos' defensive line, which is um, I, I wouldn't say suspect. Well, it's in flux a little bit because you got Draymond Jones, who's a good player. But I don't know if he's a great player. You have Mike Purcell, who's just a good player. He's not a great player. Shelby and you Harris. have Shelby Harris, who's a good player, but not a great player. I would say looking at these guys, to be honest with you, it could be kind of worse. Oh, yeah. It could be worse. These are some gritty gutties, and it's there's no stars there. What makes those guys stars, or what should make those guys stars, is Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed. Mm-hmm. And as weird as it sounds, Malik Reed is way outperforming and produced Bradley Chubb. Right. Even Jonathan so, Cooper has. Come again, on those guys are quote unquote linebackers, I guess. But if Bradley Chubb, if Bradley Chubb is uh, plays at a Pro Bowl caliber level and gives you a sack a game type of numbers, well, that's not crazy numbers. Some guy, you know, that's, that's that's not outrageous, especially for the guy drafted where he was. Well, then that's when the Shelby Harris's arms come up and the pass rushes and the tip balls and the Draymond Jones looks real good when Von Miller's doing his thing. There's a chance that these guys here. The, the problem with their defensive line is uh, their depth. Because you can name the starters. Who could, who's behind Shelby Harris? Does anybody can? 
Um, who plays behind, Who's behind Shelby Mike Harris? I only know like uh, Deshaun Williams is the only other guy, and I'm right. looking at Jonathan Cooper. Now I'm going to pull these guys up here. Um, so and Jonathan Cooper's not a real lineman; so he's depth a linebacker. becomes a problem when you're on the defensive line because you want to get those guys rotated fresh. in, rotated out fresh when here they can go. be. So you got to have some kind of some kind of depth where sometimes Draymond and Shelby can take a quick breather. And then you got a guy in Shamar Steven who I barely heard of before, and uh, Mick uh, Mick Telvin Agim. A game. And that's a the game. depth. A game. Okay. <laughs> so, huh, okay. That's just people on the roster to fill the spots. Well, that's again, really what makes depth. that defense, what makes this Broncos defense really special is the secondary the for st- one. Right. And, um, well, now, do you know what's interesting is Kenny Young and Baron Browning has given this defense a new complexion. They're more athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, sideline way, to sideline. Way more athletic, actually. So, like, that tight end, covering those tight end game is come to an advantage. The pass rushing, the physical toughness, the speed, the speed is weight, you know. Um, you know, we you live with Josie Jewell, and you're like, because he's a hard worker, gritty right. guy. He's going to make a look. look at all the tackles he makes for right. you. Hey, man, but he's got Kenny a nose Young, for the football. Exactly. Ken, yeah, Kenny Young and Baron Browning, that's what they're, real linebackers yeah, they're look real, like. They're real players. Those are real it's players. It's amazing how you can go from – no linebackers to all of a sudden. Well, I would think I, – I don't know what your definition of stud is, but they're pretty Kenny Young's does. a damn good player. I don't know yeah. what happened there with the Rams, and I don't know how uh, George Payton swung that kind of midseason deal for was, a guy and for a team that, that you pay him nothing. He's, he's, got, he's a good dude, no rap sheet. He, he, I don't swung, know. he swung the deal because they were like, well, what about Von Miller? And he was like, he was like well, what, what about Kenny There Young? might have been some of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah there might have been a little like, give me that Kenny Young, I need him this week too because we got a game and we got no one right. to put out there. Right. And while we're working on this Von Miller deal, there might have been something to that. That's interesting, a little take there. But yeah. Kenny Young and Baron Browning are perfect for the modern NFL. Yeah. It's not, you know, your Mike Singletary's anymore. It's not your Brian Urlacher, clunky linebacker anymore. All right, I like where we're going with this thing. Let's call this the halfway point, though, of the podcast. DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Broncos Blitz podcast. We love these guys. They're hooking it up right now for you guys. All of you, all of you who are not signed up, all of you new customers at DraftKings, okay? At the DraftKings Sportsbook, you bet $1 on any team to score this weekend, and you win $100 in free bets. Wait, Danny, what's the catch? Let me hear that again. No catch, okay? If they score, you score, okay? Deposit 10 bucks in your account, okay? I don't need you to deposit 1000 bucks. Who I need, uh, potentially, with these free bets, off this little bit of pocket change you're going to deposit, and, and swing these free bets into whatever you want it to be, parlay them, same game parlay them, whatever you want. Um, like in one day, you could turn literally 10 bucks here. 10 bucks into a thousand bucks. I mean, 10,000 bucks. I mean, like I've seen, I've seen and heard crazier things happen. And you know, this is not like a swing for the fences. Let's deposit a lot of money. And then I'm done with this thing. Then stretch this thing out. Let's make, let's make this money last. Let's turn these hundred dollars, hundred dollars in free bets into, you know, $500 by the end of the football season, make this happen for yourself. And, 
I mean, I just love these guys. They're hooking it up. I can't tell you. Like, this is the one here. This is the one where you guys should get in on. Use our promo code MHS. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MHS. Bet $1 and any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code MHS. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-47. 700. Okay. Talked about the offense and the defensive line for the Broncos. You know what? No, like if you're thinking we, we just went through it, not impressive. Well, I, I always think they're right there in the middle. I kind of thought they're right there in the middle. Could be worse. Um, and you're one incredible player on both of those lines away from solidifying both the lines. And then we're talking about top, you know, five position groups in the league. So um, then your quarterback. Your quarterback makes or breaks your yeah. your offensive line. Um, a great quarterback can extend the play for one, get himself out of trouble, can maneuver his way through, you know, um, the pocket, and won't make you look bad, won't take sacks, won't take picks because of the pressure. Of course, that's what it's all about. And this last week, that got the best of the Broncos. The pressure got the best of Teddy and, and the Broncos. Say, well, if Teddy had more time, he could have made more plays. Eh, I guess. Um, also, if Teddy would have just kind of made quicker decisions through the damn ball, he probably would be taking hits and things this season as well too. throw the ball away. So, I mean, that's it goes with these are the weaknesses and the pros of the cons of who and what this team is and what we have and who and what we are. It's just kind of the reality of what it is. So what were you going to say? It's all a pick me blame game. I mean, Teddy is. Um, I think statistically the most pressured quarterback in the league. So do you blame the quarterback or do you blame the lines? It's I blame do you like Teddy. Yeah. Or do you like the lines? Some people blame Teddy because well, that's Schumer stuff too. How do we get the ball out of his hands quick? Right. How do we make quick, easy decisions? How do we, if you're not running the ball or like they were at the beginning of the season, short passes, extension of the run game kind of stuff. How do you make it work for what you have? Well, do you think Teddy holds on to the ball too long this season in particular? Because he's always hearing about, oh, check down Teddy, two-yard Teddy, and he's trying to hold on to the ball. I think let, a couple let the play times, develop and, and go for a deeper I think pass. any team that's struggling or down in games, that's what's going to happen. Right. And then the result is you're going to get your, you know, knocked on your ass. You're going to get concussed. You're going to make mistakes and throw picks. That's just kind of what happens. So the, the margins are so slim for the Broncos that any mistake or pick that Teddy makes has been a critical, crucial mistake because they're in such tight games in the way this season has been. You know what I mean? And it's like... If they're, you know, if you know they can bounce back and we're going to still find a way to score 30 and they throw a pick or two early in the game, it ain't no thing. Right. Teddy hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions in the games. Right. The problem is the Broncos really the play on such slim margins, um, running on fumes, you know, so to speak, trying to make it just to, you know, then uh, trying to make that gas last to the next paycheck or that into those, mm-hmm. eat those uh, pieces of the ends of that, you know, loaf of bread till, till it's payday. What it's like that, that's what it is for the Broncos. There's no room for error. Right. There's no room for error for these guys. So the handful of mistakes that Teddy has made, oh, this guy fucking sucks, in which, it's not the case, and I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but also Teddy's numbers are good. He's had a he's had a good season, but that's that's not, not everything. Kirk Cousins got some pretty impressive numbers this year, last year uh, for a career, pretty impressive numbers. It's just for Kirk Cousins, what he does doesn't translate to victories. 
Right. Okay. And in a sense, the same with Teddy as well. Teddy, again, well, he's a game manager. Again, if those are just words you say, but Teddy manages that game perfectly. He really, really does. But again, the manager he needs like, he's the supervisor at the factory. That doesn't mean the guys who work in the machinery and all that kind of shit. He can't do every fucking job. He's just making sure guys are there on time. He's just making sure the guys, you know, uh, we're acting professional. That kind of stuff. He needs the guys to go out there. He all the Javantes and the you know the the yak after the catch from Jerry Judy to go do special kind of things on his own. Teddy can't just put the ball up in the air. Um, for 40 yards, five or six times a game, and connect on two or three of those. It's not who and what he is. It's just where, the way they're built. Right. He needs playmakers. Like you said, the yards <sighs> after the catch is a big factor. Noah Fant does nothing oh. but fall right to the floor when he catches, even on the two-point conversion. And it's like, like he, come on. he sees the sticks, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get one yard shy Listen, of the sticks every single like time. He plays like a receiver. Noah Fant plays like a receiver is big and strong and fast. And do you know what? When he's playing with TJ Hawkinson in Iowa, he could do that kind of stuff because he was the, that style a tight end. Right. Um, Hawkinson did all the dirty work, and that's why Hawkinson went seven overall. And Fant, you know, went later in the first round uh, because of the pure athletic and you know ability. I'm not going to bag Fant and say he can't do anything because I think in a different offense. And a different quarterback, this guy might be cat looking like Waller. Yeah, I've been we might that be looking forever. like this guy. Yeah, but he's got. They've got. Listen, um, what, if there's anything in the racist John Gruden believes in besides being racist, is uh, you know old tight school ends. football throwing to football to tight ends as your number one receiving <laughs> option. I mean, if you really so, think John Gruden's racist? I don't think. I, think, I don't really. I think, think he's he has racist. big lips. Personally. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think his lips look like Michelin tires he's, himself. He's man. like. Um, what did he say? Eddie Murphy say, uh, uh, about to make Jagger. He said, that Mick Jagger, man, he's got some big ass lips. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it was the same yeah. thing to me. I was like, what? Racist? Now so, okay. You know, okay. it's that's, you know, that's it. So, keep going. So when it comes to the Lions now, and you brought up TJ Hawkinson, um, this game, I think it may be, might be closer than a lot of people think. You know, on, on the radio show today, you know, I, I kind of predicted a blowout, but um, the Lions, all they do is play close games. And they, if it wasn't for a, a, the longest field goal in history, they would have beat the Ravens. You know, they, oh, yeah. they've played tight games I all season long. they lost five games on the last play of the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the Broncos won't blow these guys out. What I'm hoping is the Broncos are up. Um, you know, thirteen to three at half, which keeps them the, the, right there in the game. Broncos revert back to being that you know good third quarter team, going getting an early touchdown there. Then you're up seventeen to three, create that separation a little bit. You know, you give it, the game's never in hand. That's that's Fangio's style of play a little bit, but control the pace and the tempo. Don't make mistakes. And like we said, those margins are so slim for the Broncos. Just, the Lions will make the ball game out of this thing for sure. I. I just don't believe that. I don't think that the Lions have the style of quarterback to make it a game. The Broncos' defense a lot of times relies on the style of quarterback that they're <laughs> That's playing. That's true. They're top so five defense they're, in the league. Top Maybe three even better. In the league. Yeah. Of, yeah, in so some categories. Jared, I mean, his name, Golf. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to make the plays Mahomes makes. He's not going to make the plays. I think the Broncos' the defense will lead enough to, he's gonna, to stifle these they're guys, gonna too. They're going to eat 
golf alive. He's going to throw three picks. I mean, I, hope so. I think it's going to be 30 to 10. I'm sticking with it. I hey think man. the Broncos. I'm a law out. of averages guy, too. They just came off a couple wins and they're a shit team. They got to look like shit this week. I mean, like, just kind of that simple. I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping. You know, Jared Goff's a Super Bowl quarterback, you know, so. He's a good European player. <laughs> <laughs> he rode a wave. He rode a wave. Listen, again, it's like you're. Coaching and your coordination is everything. Would Mahomes be the same guy somewhere else? No. Would have Trubisky maybe have worked a little somewhere else? No. Maybe no, too. Maybe. But there's people who believe that kind of stuff. So It's true. And just like uh, the guy from New England, yeah. named Mac Jones, everyone's like, oh, should've, we should have picked him. Yeah. He wouldn't be that here you know, in Denver. He wouldn't be that. And, but Justin Fields, he might have had a better – he would have been better than Teddy Bridgewater. I think we got a lot in for – I think we got a lot in for like a Wednesday midweek podcast. Tomorrow we'll take a real close look at those lines, Jake. Um, see if these guys are getting blown out. See if these guys are playing better football late. Um, that guy Swift is very dangerous. Um, he's a, he's like the one guy. If they got one guy in your roster who could beat you and go have a Javante-like day, it's him. Uh, but also I'm hoping that the come out and the come up, the coming out party of Javante is real too. And they go do the same thing with That's Javante real. again. But this, you know, uh, this time around, you'll generate more actual points from it and um, and win the game because of Javante's great day. So thanks for being with us. Radio show we do, uh, if you like the podcast, you can find it at uh, 98.1 FM or milehighsports.com every single day. At, it's 9 a.m. Uh, Denver time. Um, if you found this podcast, you listen to it, we, well, you found it somewhere, but you can find it also at milehighsports.com, the Mile High Sports app. Where else? You could also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. The Broncos Blitz podcast is there. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Quentin, good job, man. Thanks for Thank going with us today. Jake, good job as well. Jake will be in tomorrow. We'll do this Broncos Blitz podcast again. He'll be out on Friday. So we'll get Jake's best stuff tomorrow on a throwback Thursday. Edition. Edition of the, of the podcast. Uh, for Jake Meyer, for Quentin, I'm Danny Williams. Appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good